Hi, everyone. It's Izzy and Max, and we're back with a brand new episode. This week, we're bringing back our panel-style discussion with actually a few Truth of Youth alumni, more specifically, a few seniors that just graduated high school and are moving into college next year. And obviously, one of the integral parts of going into the real world after high school is some form of higher education or maybe even a job. But still, many teens go to college and it's a really daunting experience. But today, we're hoping to break down some of the most common misconceptions surrounding the application process and what to prepare for this fall. Yeah, I think as rising seniors right now, we're definitely feeling this sort of excitement, but also a lot of anxiety for the process. And I think this episode is something that we both have been wanting to do for a really long time. And we've even mentioned in other episodes doing it. Um, So I'm really, really excited to begin. Just before we dive in, I wanted to mention that we just launched our second podcast giveaway. Um, Our last one was really successful. And this time we're giving a $50 gift card to any place of the winner's choice away. The gift card can literally be towards anything that you want. All you have to do is go to our website, thetruthofyouth.com, and at the very top, the headliner on our site, you'll see some directions on how to vote for us in the People's Choice Podcast Awards, which we're currently nominated for. It takes less than a minute, and the tutorial is going to be posted on our Instagram. Once you voted in order to secure your entry into our giveaway, DM us a screenshot or email us a screenshot or put it on our feedback thing on our website, and you're done. You entered. (laughs) It's very quick, and uh, because we're a small podcast, your chances of winning aren't astronomical, like on cereal boxes or blockbusters. So check our Instagram for more details. All right, Izzy, are you ready to get right into this episode? I am so ready. Let's do it. So we haven't really done these in a while, but we're bringing back our three truths of today questions format, which is just to give everyone an idea of what we'll be discussing today. So Izzy, do you want to read them for us? Sure thing. So the first question is, what is it like to apply to college? And what are some of the steps one must take to actually apply? What are some of the little known, you know, hidden mysteries surrounding the college application process? And what are some of the things that kind of happen after you're accepted? I feel like those aren't talked about enough. And how do teens prepare for the transition from high school to college? All right. So to help us answer these questions, as we mentioned, we're going to bring back some Truth of Youth alumni guests on the show. So please welcome Kira, Dana, and Jonathan. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm doing great. Me too. All right. So now that we got that in place, I feel like we should just get right into all the questions that we got. So in terms of like the actual process, I guess to start off, if you could describe your overall application college sort of process in like one word, what would it be? Um, I would say overwhelming. There's a lot of stuff you need to fill out and like get done. 
on like Naviance, on Common App with like letters of rec, stuff like that. So just like making sure everything was in on time was like a lot. Yeah, this isn't really a word, I guess, but it's more just like a, I guess you could combine two words with like a hyphen or like a dash or something. But I'd say it was like it was like faith demanding because I feel like throughout the process, there's a lot of uncertainty and you start to you know question the work that you're putting in or if all the essays you've been writing or everything you've been working on has been worth it or not, or, you know, how the admissions process will, will, will fare for you. But I think that in the end, you sort of just need to trust the process. And then um, I guess just hope for the best with the work that you do put in. I guess like a follow-up question, Dana, like, I think for this year specifically, like since you ended your junior year on like virtual and kind of start your senior year, like virtually too, like, do you think, like there was a lack of guidance due to that partially or like do do you feel like that had any impact on like your specific application process I guess yeah I mean I was lucky because I have older siblings who already did it and like my parents kind of had an idea of what like what it was like and my sister helped me but I know like a lot of our friends who are like the oldest were really confused and um guidance like tried communicating things but it was like a little late and it was very unorganized so I think a lot of people like tried to get help from that but it was really hard because like I guess usually they do assemblies so they tried to do like zooms yeah I'm the eldest sibling and it was hard because I didn't really have any sort of like guidance from anybody else in my family like my I'm the first kid that my family is sent to college in the U.S. so that was difficult um, but I think that my guidance counselor is really helpful. And then it's also just a lot of like the internet and asking friends and stuff. So it's like kind of scary for me because I'm the oldest sibling and, and I don't know, my parents kind of, I feel like are scrambling right now. Cause they're like kind of gearing up for it as well. So I definitely relate to that. Another question I had just about kind of the foundations of like the whole college process. I think one thing that's super stressful is kind of just deciding how many schools you're going to apply to or where you're even going to apply to, especially in this year where a lot of kids haven't really been able to actually see schools because of the pandemic and they're not letting people on campus, et cetera. So I guess because you guys were the first round to kind of do the virtual application process, whatever, even though you might've been able to see schools before the pandemic, um, like what are some approaches you guys took to come up with your college list? Um, I know for me, I knew basically exactly what I wanted in a school like I wanted like all my friends will tell you this like medium to big not really in a city and if it was in the city like I needed like a campus in the city and I wanted a school that was like pretty heavily like Greek life and so when I was picking out like my safeties or like my reaches like that was really what I was looking for and so just knowing that and like knowing exactly what I wanted was a lot easier for me, even though I didn't get to visit many schools. I, I really did not know what I wanted at all. All I knew is that I kind of, I wanted like a smallish, max, like medium-ish uh, size campus. And I definitely wanted like a campus environment. I knew that I wanted that. So I didn't apply to schools that were, uh, you know, like, like Kira said, like they were in a city, but had no campus. But I would say that like the biggest tool was definitely the internet. Like I was doing virtual tours when I couldn't visit the campus. And I was also, for a few schools, they offered the opportunity to speak to current students. So I did that as well. And I just sort of got a gist of the schools after or through the internet rather than actually coming in person. And I think that um, in-person visits are definitely valuable for like the information sessions, but there are a lot of online solutions to get information on what admissions officers may be looking for on a school by school basis. 
so definitely the internet is a great resource, especially since kids can't visit right now. I did a lot of online tours, but that was like kind of after I came up with my list. Like I was kind of the opposite of Kira. Not like I didn't have an idea of what I wanted, but I kind of had like more than one and I wasn't sure exactly. So I had like some schools on my list that were big on like Greek life and sports and all that. And then on the other hand, like more city schools that were a different vibe. So that was like the two sides of what I wanted. And so I applied to just both of those types of schools. My next question is, did you like ED to a school, meaning like apply early decision? And if so, how did you like know that school was like, quote unquote, the one? And if you didn't, like why? I didn't ED. And that was because when I was like committing in May, like it took me a while to decide and like I couldn't deal with like picking one school and knowing that like if I did get in, like I'm sure I would reach and so there would be a big chance that I wouldn't get in. But if I did, then there would be no choice. And that stressed me out. Like I would actually have stressed dreams about like committing to a school and then realizing I didn't want to go. I did ED. I mean, my older brother ED'd. I knew for me that that was something I always was going to do. My mom tried to convince me not to actually, and I was very set on it and I didn't know where, like that was obviously the hardest part. Like growing up, I'll be like completely honest. I really wanted to go to Duke, like in my peer letter, like it was like, did you go to Duke, like Duke 2025 question mark. And then I realized like throughout high school, I really wanted a school. Like another thing that I really, really wanted in a school was a strong business program. And Duke didn't have one. And I was also considering like another like big Southern school that didn't have a business school. And then I like stumbled, I'll say the school, like I stumbled upon Cornell, started doing research, whatever, realized they had a really strong business program. And then I went up, I couldn't do an official visit. I did like info sessions online, but I went up in October before like ED applications were due, like gorgeous campus. And then I decided to ED, thankfully got accepted. So really fun. Yeah, so my story uh, is a little less fun, I would say. But I knew that I wanted to uh, use my ED as like a sort of like a figurative Kobe of sorts, like, you know, like just shooting, boom, Hail Mary, go straight to the top, baby. So I was like, it came down to either EDing to Harvard, Yale or Princeton. Princeton eliminated their early decision this year. So uh, in the first place, I didn't think I had a chance at all. And that's where I ended up going, which I'm, I'm you know, really happy about. And it was definitely one of the schools I was most seriously considering. But I ended up in, uh, eating to a school that I got deferred from, and I ended up getting into arguably better schools and schools that I'm more happy to, to have been offered the opportunity to attend. So it didn't work out for me, like for ED, but actually my essays improved throughout the course of the college application process. So by the time that I got to my Princeton essays or my Stanford essays, I was like really producing my best work thus far, even though it was in the last like final weeks before my application dates or my applications were due. So I think that if ED doesn't work out for you, you really should not lose hope because if anything, it should motivate you to write better and better essays and to express yourself in better ways. Yeah, for sure. And I'm glad you mentioned essays because it kind of leads me into my next question. Um, I think it's hard for a lot of like kids, I mean, at least for me, 
um, to kind of think about what they want to write about when it comes to just literally dissecting your life in every single form or writing about some like idiosyncratic thing um, in like super crazy detail. So I guess like my question is, what are some like approaches you guys took um, towards like approaching essays, supplements, personal statements, just anything kind of thinking about your life or, or anything that uh, helped you write those essays? I don't know if you meant like also for like the personal statement like the one big essay but for that one like I'm not a good writer like that's not my thing so I didn't want to like try to like be something that I'm not like I wasn't gonna like people on TikTok talk about like I'm gonna talk about like that like peanut butter and write like a deep essay about it like that's not me so I just tried to like obviously I edited and edited and like tried to make it as good as possible but I also wanted it to like sound like my voice and be something that was like pretty authentic to like what I'm like um I agree with Dana I feel like now there's so much pressure to be like out of the box I'm like Dana JT's a really good writer I'm not a good writer so like for me I just took from my life and I'm gonna be honest like I had a woman read over my essays and like work on them with me which that was obviously that beneficial to me but like you don't need to write like these insane essays and like obviously if you're a good writer like use that to your advantage but like these like these schools want to see like who the real you is and you have 650 words to like make that shine through and like that's what you should be focusing on and like I agree like having one like general theme like for me again like it was like wanting to go into business like I wrote about like in every one of my essays like DECA and like my experience with that's like having like a common thread is good you know, with so many different kinds of writing, people try to add what's considered like fluff and just things that are there and sound nice, but aren't actually authentic to who you are. And so like with 650 words, I would definitely like agree that I'm sure it's really, really important to make sure every sentence like has some sort of purpose. The last sort of question, it's not really a question, but it's more like dealing with facing rejection. I mean, people face rejection at many different points in their life but you don't really know what it's like to get rejected from like a school until that actually happens so in terms of that like is there any sort of advice that you would give on that yeah definitely um especially that first l that i received i felt like i needed to uh put things into perspective and also just what i said earlier about the process being faith demanding is definitely true because um, rejections will come, you will experience failures or what, what you believe to be failures, but it may actually um, end up being improvements. And the thing that's really unique about the college application process and the way in which I guess it delivers failure is that it's like very blunt, like you click the button and then it says no. I think that that's like a very like unique experience for a lot of students, including myself. Um, but in terms of how to deal with that, I think you just need to trust the process and trust the work that you're putting in and know. And of course it's corny. And of course, everybody says that like, you'll end up where you're supposed to be. And I used to despise hearing that when I was in the beginning of it, especially after I got deferred, I was like, oh my God. I, I, so actually I wrote some future letters to myself in the moment then when I got deferred, I wrote a letter to myself after regular decision. And I ranted about how people would say that to me, but in the end it is true. And I know that it's hard to see in the moment, but I would say just in regards to de dealing with failure is that you should just put the best work you can forward uh, in your applications and then just trust that the process will sort itself out. Trusting in that helped me a lot with failure. Obviously, everyone says like everything happens for a reason. And I would even like have to remind myself that 
but another thing that like people don't talk about like I didn't hear about from like older students is like the whole process is just not fun I mean obviously like for someone like Kira like it it ends pretty early because if you get into your ED then you're like pretty happy and set and then you have to like deal with the stuff after your like acceptance but even like before that time like you have to deal with applying and then being so nervous about what's going to happen so I think the whole thing is just kind of like not a good time and the like failure just comes with that and so you have to remind yourself like it's not personal like they don't really know you they're looking for like a very specific type of person and you never know like why you were or were not accepted so you like have to try your best not think that it's like a personal hit or that you're like less of a person just like Dana was saying like this is the most impersonal thing ever like after but right before you submit your application you get to review everything and you're putting like 18 or 17 years of your life on to 10 pieces of paper that like some random person in a random state is going to read. And so knowing that they're not like rejecting you, like they're rejecting those like 10 pieces of paper. It's so hard. Like it's so hard. I think taking things not too personally sometimes can be really difficult for people when they throw themselves into something so consuming. And um, this moves into like, kind of like the second truth of today questions, which are some like, what are some little known things about uh, the college process, but you know, we all attend the same high school and based on mine and I'm sure your own experiences, it can be a little cutthroat sometimes for lack of better description. And I, I feel like discussions about college start way before junior year. So like my question is, was there a sort of like toxic or like competitive or like even negative discourse at the beginning of senior year that like may have been motivated by the beginning of the process? And if so, how did that like affect you? I feel like because this year was like virtual, especially when like a lot of people were doing like the majority of their like applications, like that helped because you lost that like big gossip like factor. Like obviously you would talk within your friend group, but there would be no way to like really hear from like random people in school like other years. But I know like definitely in like past years, like I remember like judging people because you don't really get like how it is I think like underclassmen like don't get it still so like it's easy to look at someone and be like oh that's not like a good school without like understanding like how it goes obviously living in a town like we live in there's a huge pressure to go to like a top 50 school or whatever and go to the best school that you get into but like I don't know if Dana like agrees or disagrees like obviously there was this like feeling of competitiveness and like in December when like some people were getting in and some people weren't like obviously it was hard to like manage it but again like everyone got into college and like everyone's going and for some people it might not have been their like top choice but like as like a student and like being in this competitive environment like it's so hard and like it sucks but like everyone gets through it and also like you shouldn't let it get in the way of like your relationships and your friendships like it's just not worth it like people everyone applies to the same schools and like some people get in some people don't and like you just have to like move on from that yeah so i'd say that there's definitely some sort of like a toxic culture and definitely uh that takes root in being like a very comparative culture like you're constantly comparing yourself to the person next to you or where they're going or where they get in and it's super stressful um and like to be entirely honest 
like when I got deferred originally, I mean, much love to everybody going to Cornell. I mean, I'm, I'm beyond proud of everybody going to Cornell this year, but hearing so many kids get in early when I got deferred was like a, was like a weight of bricks on my chest. Like it was just, it was painful because you're like, how, like maybe I should have done that or, or, you know, you, you start to question a lot, especially when you get in somewhere and somebody, uh, or when you don't get in somewhere and other people do, or especially in the early round, if somebody else gets into a different school uh, and you do not. And also within each school, when you're applying early to a school, you start to compare yourself to the other people that are applying early and you view that slot as very exclusive for you and you alone. But the reality is that uh, the admissions officers are looking for candidates from like your general region and they're like basing it on region less than they're basing it on your specific school. Uh, so I wouldn't really worry about too much about the person next to you and more just, you know, at the same time as uh, you should be viewing the process as somewhat impersonal because it is reviewing your portfolio. You should just view it as personal in that this is your own journey, not the journey of the person that's sat next to you in math class or the, or your friend, even though you should be just your own journey and you should just be placing faith in your own application. I would constantly try to remind myself of what was in my control and what wasn't. There's a quote from Marcus Aurelius that says, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. What I can control or what I have the power to, to influence is my own application and the quality of the application. Beyond that, what the mood of the, of the person and the admissions officer and wherever is when they read my application or what they think about me beyond the work that I put in is really out of my control. Just in terms of like, yes, there is a toxic culture, but on a person by person basis, like I would say, just try to focus on yourself and try to remind yourself that all you can really control is the quality of your application, not the outcomes of other people. Yeah. That's really, really excellent advice. I think, you know, we're constantly looking to micromanage everything and sometimes forget what actually is in our control and what isn't. And I think you stated it perfectly. Another question is, what are some of the biggest misconceptions you had throughout the process or going into it? If you could go back, is there something you would do differently? I procrastinated so much. I said this in the last episode we did, but like I had two applications due October 15th which first of all is absurd. Like that is so early. I literally submitted them both on October 15th. Like I submitted November 1st ones like on November 1st. Like the only one I submitted early was like my ED. So like, this is what I would change. Make sure you have your stuff done early. Like get your, es- get as many essays as you can like done in the summer. Like don't be working until the deadline because it causes so much stress and like family stress and everything. So like get your stuff done as early as you can is like my number one advice and like what I would change about my process. For me, like I get stressed if I don't even like have a plan. So I like ended up planning like what days I was gonna like do each essay on. But the only issue with that is like some days I would have no motivation, but like if I were to force myself to write, like what I ended up producing was not as good and then took a lot of editing anyway. So I would also say like, yes, obviously do not procrastinate, like make sure you have your stuff done like well before when it's due, but also like follow how you're feeling and then don't force yourself to like work when you feel like you actually don't have it in you because it's not like you're going to create your best essays that way. And I would also say like, don't confine yourself to like, if you think something's weird or like they won't get it, like it's kind of like, obviously, like I said before, like I'm not into like the weird deep stuff but like if you had an idea for a weird like essay prom like it's okay to like follow that because they're getting they're reading so many essays so if you have something that comes to mind it's good that you might think that it's different like that's a nice thing so i guess one of the things that i would change is that with my early decision and the way that it panned out i feel like don't idolize a school to like an extreme extent 
especially if you're playing there early, like a lot of people hyper fixated on the school and then they end up going somewhere else. And I think that a really beautiful thing is like when you obviously you want to get to know the school, you want to be able to see yourself there because it helps your application and to convey to admissions officers or interviewers that you're really interested in going there. But I would say that don't like imagine some hypothetical relationship with you in the school or, you know, contrary to what TikTok may advise, don't like try to manifest your acceptance or anything. I would say the, the greatest thing that I did or the thing that best like made my experience the best it was is just sort of just have no expectations to treat everything as a surprise because then when I would get accepted, like I didn't even visit Princeton before I got in. I visited afterwards and the opportunity to visit after I already knew that I could go there was so awesome because I didn't expect myself to get in. I didn't think I'd get in anywhere, especially leading up to Ivy Day. I just I expected close to nothing, if not nothing at all. So I think that in general, obviously you should get to know each school like very closely and, and find very unique things that you're interested in in each school, but don't like romanticize your non-existent or currently non-existent relationship with the school because it may only set you up to have like sour feelings about it later or to, or to feel sad. Or, you know, I would say just do what you can to remain objective, but also I don't know, open yourself to the opportunities. Also, like something that happened to me, like I am going to like Eastern and I like have loved that school for a while. But like when I first liked it, I was in middle school and I didn't actually know what I wanted. So I just liked the idea of it. And so because I like had that in my mind for so long before I actually had to commit, I definitely had like a momentary like out where I was like, wait, do I actually want to go to this type of school? Like, is this really what I want? And so I would definitely like keep an open mind, even if you do, like, obviously, if you have an idea of where you want to go, like, it's pretty hard to say, like, just don't think about it, but do your best to keep an open mind. To add on to some people think like, obviously very highly of themselves and like apply to like a bunch of like insane schools and either get in or they don't but also like you shouldn't doubt yourself like if you want to apply to this school it sucks but like the worst thing they can do is like reject you and like if you love a school but like you don't think you can get in like I would say like always apply I know that was something like I struggled with a lot like I didn't want to apply to like these insane schools because I didn't think I would get in but like looking back on it if you're considering like adding a school or whatever like I would just do it because like it opens up your options if you do get in. And if you don't get in, like there are other schools. Just make sure you have a gradient of schools, like in terms of like their selectiveness, because you don't want to be caught in a situation where you spend a lot of your time working on very exclusive schools that anyway, it comes down to sort of just a gamble, like beyond the quality of the application. And then you're maybe uh, going to a school that you could, that you would have been happier at a uh, more selective school, but you just didn't apply because you didn't have that sort of scale. I guess on like the more positive side in terms of like things you did well, what was like one of the most rewarding parts about the process? Obviously being accepted, I'm sure is relieving, but um, was there like a specific part of the process that you found particularly rewarding? I'll say submitting an application. Like every time you submit and like the Common App does the little like confetti, it's like a moment of like, oh my God, like I just did that. But it's like also a moment of like, oh my God, like I just did that, you know? Like it's like both. Yeah. Um, so I guess like just like a twist on an acceptance rather than like explicitly saying an, ex an acceptance was that once I sort of trained myself to expect nothing and like, you know, who knows this, this, this is not definitely not the cause. All this is subjective, but I felt like I started to get better, much better results when I started to expect nothing of, of the schools that I was applying to. Once you actually get an acceptance from a school that you convince yourself that you wouldn't have a chance at, even though you put in all the work uh, and you do get in, that's like a tremendous feeling because it hits you like 10 times harder than if you hyper fixate on the school or if you worry about getting in a tremendously, like if you just, you're just like, you know, I shot my shot. I did the best I could. And now let's see what happens. I expect nothing from it, but you do get in, then you're like, wow, this is like, what an accomplishment. I really feel like my hard work has come to fruition rather than, you know, being a product of stress.
I mean, I still haven't applied to college yet. I know it's not for a while, but, you know, I was just completing like my letters of rec questionnaires and stuff. And I think like for me, and also Izzy and I um, got to do like a practice personal statement. I think that's like what I would call it. But um, I guess it's kind of been nice to reflect on like my whole high school experience so far. And I hope like I'm able to like in a year do like an episode or something like this where I'm able to like reflect on it, like on a, in a positive way, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's weird to think about. Like, I don't know. I The way that a year flew by this year, like I have no doubt that it'll fly by like faster, which is really, really weird. It definitely is overwhelming, but I'm like excited for like the little victories that come along. with. Another question I had was like, is there any like particular resource that was particularly like invaluable to you during the process? I'd say like first and foremost, like shout out my mom and dad, because they were like my personal editing team, unpaid also. Actually, you know, they ended up losing money from the deal, but in that they were just constantly like reading and helping me improve my essays, which I appreciated a lot. Like at a point you start to burn out, you start to lose the energy to like nitpick to try to find the best word. And you even start to like get upset at your parents' suggestions on the doc. You're like, oh, what do you know? What even is this? But you start to, at the end, um, you start to appreciate like the, the minor work, but that ends up adding up that uh, makes for like better applications or or because you kind of get in your own head throughout the application process, you start to not know what words should sound like or how your application should read and having two pairs or, or one pair of uh, external eyes is really helpful. The last question for sort of like the little known things is, I mean, you just talked about your parents, but how did, how do you think your parents and, or like your friends or peers impacted your process? I would say like my parents were very like hands off in the process. Like my parents haven't read my personal statement. Mom read some of my subs, but like mostly everything was on me and my friends. Like shout out Dana, very supportive. For the most part, we were pretty good about like separating like ourselves from college and like making sure that we stayed as like as strong of friends if not stronger through the process which was really nice and there is something to say about like yeah I'm worried about myself but I also care so much about like my friend's success so that's like it's also something stressful but then you like get to be so happy for them when they get what they want yeah, I just want to say really quickly I totally agree with what Dan was saying about um you know being supportive of your friends and whatnot I just want to clarify about uh, having other people read your work is that you shouldn't have too many people read it though and you should feel free to reject uh changes that are suggested because at the end of the day you want it to be your voice and it's like we were saying earlier that like the application process of course is pretty impersonal but if you want to put your best foot forward in terms of trying to just show yourself rather than the corrections of other people that may not or definitely do not represent like the unique experiences that make you you or your perspective. Um, then I would say like, obviously get help, but at the same time, make sure that you feel like each essay you put forward is a representation of you or else you're not going to feel like you were accepted or rejected. Yeah, for sure. So just moving into kind of the last question, which I guess is sort of like the happier part of this episode, like what are the, some of the things that happen after you're accepted and how do teens really like prepare for the transition from high school to college? So I guess my first question would be, what would you say, are, I guess, are some of like the most important things to look for in one and how would you approach finding a roommate? Finding a roommate? Like you think the stress ends when you get into college. It doesn't. Like, I mean, I was just on a Zoom call for like picking classes. Like the stress never ends. And for me, like I waited, like I was talking to some people in like December when I got in and then more in April when like EDs came out and like 
the deadline for like picking a roommate was in two weeks I would say don't be afraid to reach out to people like ask questions like vet the people that you want to vet like go to meetups if hopefully they can happen next year like like don't be afraid to put yourself out there and that goes for like making friends too not just like looking for a roommate I would say like look for the overall vibe and then like that's how you like decide whether you want to even talk or not and then after that you have to see like obviously I would not I would say like this is pretty much I'd hope common sense but like don't commit to a roommate without like calling them at least like if you can meet up like I couldn't meet up with my like future roommate but we did like FaceTime so yeah I would just make sure that you would like get along well at at Princeton all the roommates are random so you're sorted into a res college and then everybody has like an equal chance of getting each person rather than like being through a Facebook group um so that's like a different experience but I kind of like it because it's offered like the opportunity to be with somebody that like isn't somebody I'd normally encounter or like reach out to or like I don't know be connected to through a mutual friend like I have a friend that I've been friends with since like kindergarten um and he has a close friend that's going to Princeton and we went to go down to see the campus and if it wasn't random I would have chosen him but then actually as of today um I got put in touch with my roommate um and he's like a a tight end he he's the tight end he's playing for tight end as a tight end on the uh, Princeton football team and he went to uh some big football school in, in like Florida. So I probably would never have interacted with him or, or known him through like mutual connections. But I think in that way, like random can be nice because you're putting contact with somebody like you wouldn't, I don't know, you wouldn't normally find. It's very, very interesting. I, I can't, I don't know what like method I would prefer more because I feel like I would be willing to let fate like kind of determine it, but also at the same time, like, you know, Izzy's going to hate me for saying this, but like I went to camp and like, I feel like that helped me out in terms of like kind of just going into it with blind eyes and like being like oh my god who's in my bunk or whatever but at the same time you know it's nice to I guess be able to familiarize yourself with someone or like have a mutual friend or whatever so hopefully I mean I have no idea where I'll go to school but hopefully I'll make the right decision <laughs> yeah what is it that you really want to gain like when you finish college what do you want like the satisfaction of saying that you gained afterwards I think I just want to leave a better person. Like I want to leave as someone that I'd look at now and be proud of that person that I've become. Like, I feel like that that applies in a lot of ways. Like I just want to be obviously a more educated person. I want to be somebody with greater perspective of the world and also like my eventual field of study. And I want to be set on a path that I feel like will both allow me to succeed in the future and will allow me to help people in the process. So I think just in general, like I'm worried less about like the short-term stuff. And I'm just hoping that like when I leave college, I both know more about myself and about the world. And I just feel like I'm, I'll become a more worldly educated and like just like like a more compassionate person. Like I hope that through the bonds that I'm forming with like people I don't know, like I feel like I'll just find more about myself and find more ways in which I can just like care about people and that'll help me in my career also since I want to pursue medicine. I really want to try going outside of my comfort zone, like trying something new and hopefully Cornell gives me those opportunities. Like even in the fall, like I have to pick a gym course. Like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, like maybe I'll, like I was texting Dana before, like, do I do boxing or yoga? Like boxing is so much more me, but like if I do yoga, maybe that's something I like leave with loving. Like those like small things, like appreciating them and like hopefully like having a lot of those experiences like new experiences and stuff all right I think that's pretty much all the questions we have for you guys so I mean thank you guys so much for coming on you know you're always welcome on this show uh I mean honestly I feel like you guys always come through with like such good answers I mean I think it's particularly difficult to give you know 
really good advice and like a time right now because I feel like everyone is disconnected but as the world kind of starts to come back together and like you know everyone's getting into college it's like just nice to hear people's little stories kind of like that happened like in their bubble um and I guess it'll be really interesting to see what happens next year and it was interesting to happen like to see what happened this year because you know it was a whole virtual thing and also you know things like college interviews were like a virtual and like I don't know SATs ACTs became optional whatever but um yeah I'm glad to hear that you guys got through it and obviously you guys seem like you're pretty happy with the choices that you've made for your schools so wish you the best of luck yeah and we give you like a ton of credit I mean like I feel like I would be really scared like especially this year because they just so much changed and you're also like changing as a person and changing what it is that you want to do or whatever. And it's all just a lot of things that are happening around you that like, you can't really like control, but you kind of have to still kind of figure it out. So I give you guys a lot of credit for real. And thank you guys so much for coming on again. Like thanks for having us. It's always so much fun. Yeah. We love this. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, also let me, like, I mean, let any of us know, but also let me know if you need any help with, like, the college essay writing stuff. I can help with that. I'm not good at writing, but if you want to, like, come visit me at school, you know. Or anyway, guys, just, like, like emotional, you know, because sometimes it's hard to t- talk to your friends because everyone's going through the same thing and you're like, maybe you don't want to tell them, like, exactly what's happening with you. So, like, an outside person is good to have, like, start thinking about like that like if it could be like your parents or like a family friends in another town like it's kind of nice yeah you guys always have a capture for instance so just let me know yeah come visit (laughs) thank you guys i'll definitely be reaching out so (laughs) all right all right thanks everybody bye thank you guys Bye. bye so Izzy, I, I think it's a pretty good way to wrap up the episode. Um, I, again, it's always a joy to have like people that are older than us on and just anyone. I mean, I love like these big discussions because I think it's like the, the fact that there's multiple perspectives besides ours is just nice. It's definitely stressful. I mean, I really still think like whatever we said on this episode will change within the next three months, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure their advice is obviously helpful, but also, you know, everyone's experience is their own. So especially like I, I, I'm just like thinking about like what they said about regular decision, early decision, roommates, whatever, like it's a very personal thing. And I just hope that, you know, people don't want to project like all this like negative energy, like whatever on each other. So, yeah, I think I don't know, like I, I think that's like this whole social angle of applying to schools. And I think like who you're friends with and how you view this sort of thing could be like a huge stress-inducing thing um I mean who knows until we actually get there I like I could definitely see that like occurring and it's not like malice on anyone or like anyone doing anything wrong it's just by nature like if the people that you're closest to tend to I mean a lot of them might have like similar values similar interests and similar like attitude towards certain things And when that happens, I'm sure there could be not just overlap in where it is that you apply, but how it is that you look at the whole process. And so I'm sure like, I, I mean, there, the three of them are like all friends, but like outside of this episode, but you know, I, I definitely could see that being something difficult and something that's not like, there's no 
you can't internet search how to deal with that. So definitely we'll have to reach out to them. But anyway, just again, make sure you enter our giveaway on the truthofyouth.com and all the instructions are located there as well as our tutorial and rules on our Instagram to enter. Um, it takes only a minute to get a chance at winning $50 towards any place, any company. Literally, why wouldn't you do it? Like, and also, it would be so cool if we won an award. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. help us out, you know? Like, it'd be cool to say like, oh, I'm a listener on an award-winning podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, why wouldn't you just want a chance to like win a $50? I, I don't know. Anyways. Um, if you like this episode, please be sure to give it a five-star rating or a review and or a review on Apple Podcasts so that we can just keep making the truth of youth even better. I mean, there's, you know, this whole year is going to come up and, you know, we just want to make sure that like we're keeping up with content that you guys love and, you know, want. So definitely don't feel free to hesitate to leave some feedback on anything really. Um, all of our episodes, including our creators picks for those of you who are looking into getting into some of what we consider our favorite episodes are available on our website, thetruthofyouth.com. And we also have the feedback and interview form there. So yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you soon. Bye guys. Mm-hmm.